So we're back with civil action with uh, Sean Karnickian and Brian Kapdek. I said your name first that time, Sean. How nice to be happy Thank about you. that. I feel special. Now, and finally. we are recording live from Cala in Las Vegas, the largest, apparently the largest in the nation collection of plaintiff lawyers. And because this is a podcast for plaintiff lawyers, normally what we do is spend our time talking about cases, recent cases that come down from the Court of Appeal from the California Supreme Court, the Ninth Circuit, and occasionally the United States Supreme Court. Sean, the blank look on Sean's face right now is he's not sure what the United States Supreme Court is. We'll explain it to That's him later. That's the one in downtown, right? No. Nope. Not that downtown, Sean. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tell but normally we do us. that. You can find us online at kbklawyers.com. And normally it's a little bit of a bore because you have to sit there and listen to Brian talk. But today we have guests that we're doing interviews with. And we have a great next guest. Brian, who's our next guest? Elise Sanguinetti. Elise is a phenomenal lawyer. And she's going to talk a little bit about her law practice, but I really want to spend some of the time today talking about the other work that she does. She just finished a term as president of the American Association of Justice, which is the nation's uh, basically lobbying trade organization for plaintiff lawyers, trial lawyers, access to justice, those issues all across the country. They truly do God's work. She's been doing God's work. Before that, she was the president of the Consumer Attorneys of California, uh, which basically does the same thing but limited to California. And she has been um, involved in trial lawyer issues and helping keep courts open for years. But we're going to start, Elise, with just telling us about who you are and what you do in your law practice before we get on to the more sort of exciting political stuff in Washington, D.C., where it's just so many good things are happening these days, right? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of things happening. I don't know how much good is happening. But um, thank you both so much for having me. And um, I'll tell you a little bit about my practice. I am a founding partner of Area Sanguinetti, Wang, and Torrios, and we um, have offices in Los Angeles and in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is where I live and practice, and here in Las Vegas as well. And okay. the work that I focus on primarily is uh, we represent plaintiffs of all sorts. Um, it, it's class action work, but I, pre- I pretty much do personal injury wrongful death cases, all types of cases, as long as somebody was injured or killed, I am there to represent them. So tell us about, before we get into the political stuff, tell us about uh, one or more cases that have really left an impact on you that you've been involved in in your career. There's quite a few I'm really proud of working on, but one that I just settled that had a huge impact um, on me personally was representing a family um, of a young man that died on a motorcycle um, they had adopted him as um, as a teenager, and he was traveling on his motorcycle and ran into the back of a spray um, arm on farm equipment in Tulare County, and um, he died as a result of those injuries. There was no lights. There was no um, any reflectors. Um, it was the reason this... It, it's like, unfortunately, like so many other cases that I uh, have represented people on in the past. But this one really stood out to me because the generosity of the family that had adopted him was so amazing. I I just loved being able to represent these people who, when they lost their son, um, didn't even think about trying to pursue anything, didn't think that there was anything bad that had happened. And then but came and talked to, talked to a lawyer who then came to us and we uncovered all of these problems um, and all these safety issues that they had on the farm. 
So that's just one. That's a that's a recent one. I was I was just talking to somebody else today about a case that I have that's existing right now, which is um, really timely because of um, Ep- Epstein, who just recently um, was uh, committed suicide and um, had had was being up, put up for trial. Or, or, well, he was, had charges against him for um, having the the sex ring and. Uh, sex trafficking ring and um, I up until his death in jail um, one thing that is not known and I've represented and currently represent a lot of families of people that die by suicide in jail because because the jails and the prisons are not following their own policies and procedures they're they're not watching people the way that they should be and this is something that is not that is happening all over the country. It is not just an Epstein issue, and I'm, I'm glad to see some light being shed on it. But that's another example of type of case I'm handling right now. Shot, you got a question before we get into politics, or you want to yeah, ask a political you're, question? Yeah, at least you're clearly very passionate about what you do, and you're good at what you do. How did you get into that? How did you come to be where you are, or have an interest in this specific area? I have no lawyers in my family, none. So I, I really didn't have a great understanding growing up what a lawyer was, but one of my best friends in kindergarten of all places, her dad was a tax lawyer. And I found um, I, I, I found him so interesting. And um, when I was growing up, I decided, you know, maybe, maybe becoming a lawyer and representing people is what I really, really want to do. And then I went to law school and worked for one of the best trial lawyers in the country, um, Don Galeen, who Brian knows, knew extremely well, um, passed away way too young. Um, and he, I, I, start, I worked with him as a first year law student for summer and that experience changed my life. It, I, he went to trial all the time. He handled any and every He'd single try anything. case. He would try He would try anything. Anything. Yep. So true. And so I had the I had the experience of being able to go to trial. He would even ask the judge to allow me to ask questions as a first-year law student. So I loved it so much. And then I decided I wanted to work for um, a judge, a, a civil trial judge. So this was I mean, this is a while ago now, over 20 years ago. I, um, I, I sent out my resume to all the local judges and said, will you just give, I'll work for free. I just want to work in your courtroom. And one of them let me do it. And then I worked for another and I got to see these plaintiff's lawyers on a daily basis when I was working for them. And I was so impressed at watching them, their commitment to their clients and their commitment to seeking justice. And it, um, it, it immediately made me know what I wanted to be. And, so, Elise, let's yeah. talk about, let's, let's change subject here and talk about politics when it comes to being um, a trial lawyer and access to justice. What are the biggest issues you see on a national basis right now? Forced arbitration, hands down. What do you see as the prospects for flipping the Senate in um, 2020? Tough, but not insurmountable. Which races do you recommend we watch? Um, races to watch would definitely be Arizona. Very, very, very closely. Watch that. Um, I would watch, there's, there's, North Carolina could be very interesting. 
Maine is is one I would watch for sure. Um, I'm the ones I'm focusing on right now are potential flips or pickups, um, and I would watch um, probably. Well, Alabama is one that is more of a protect somebody that is pro civil justice that has been a huge advocate who was a lawyer, a trial lawyer himself. That's that that is uh, Senator Doug Jones. He um, he is going to have a very difficult time holding that seat in Alabama. But um, I would watch it closely. To me, that is probably the number one priority race, and uh, maybe Arizona coming in as a close second and Maine Maine is a is a second or third you have a political question Sean yeah why and I ask this because I know a lot of young lawyers and sometimes they don't see the value of supporting these causes the political aspect of our practice and could you explain what the importance is of being involved in this supporting organizations like CAOC AAJ that are doing the political lobbying for Mm -hmm. our cause um you know, another wonderful lawyer that I worked with, I had the pleasure of working with, was Peter Hinton, who Brian Austin knew very well. Um, he's a past president of what was at the time CTLA and now is CAOC. Um, he brought me to my very first trial lawyer meeting, and it was a local one. It was the Alameda Contra Costa Trial Lawyers Association. Now, they don't do lobbying. It's similar to CALA, but um, I... Loved the camaraderie of it. And then I was exposed to CAOC and AAJ. And then I knew that I needed to do more. There's so much. There's so many fantastic lawyers that are here with us at Cala today. And they do such great work. But all of that work is in jeopardy on a daily basis. Um, in California, where I, you know, I've, traveled, I've traveled the country meeting with um, trial lawyer organizations everywhere from Arkansas to Alaska. And when um, you come back to California, you want to kiss the ground and go, thank you, God, that we practice law in California, Every right? single day. I remember going to Tennessee and meeting with some lawyers there, and they're telling us about their justice, civil justice system, yeah. which there is no justice in their civil justice system. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, my God, you know, we take stuff for granted. Don't we? So much so. And and we're, for CAOC, what they are able to do is to um, be ahead of of any legislation anywhere in the nation, they are they are at the forefront of it. So we, we see so much technology come out of the state of California. It starts here. Um, and for that reason, CAOC is always, always moving forward and protecting consumers in those areas. The protection privacy. starts here because of organizations like CAOC. That's right. But we're, we're in a lucky position, like Brian mentioned, um, being in California, we're able to actually be uh, aggressive about protecting consumer rights on a federal basis. It is it is constantly playing defense, constant defense. And while we're doing some work now, even with the makeup of the Congress and the White House, um, we're doing work and that's positive legislation. Like you asked me at the beginning. What do I think is our biggest challenge? And I mentioned forced arbitration because our entire lives, we are, most people don't even know it, we are signing our way, our right to With no choice. With no choice. With no choice. You want to own a cell phone today? Forced arbitration. You want to have a bank account? You want to have a credit card? Forced Mm -hmm. arbitration. Exactly. You want to, and almost anything and anywhere you go, it's forced arbitration. Elise, um, 
let's talk about the presidency. Um, the man we have now in the White House is, is we all agree, phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> He's doing a phenomenal job, yeah. right? Yep. And, and, I mean, just ask him. Right, he's making and he's great the again. chosen one. We know he's the chosen one um, because he told us. Yes. So, what's the path to winning the White House back? <sighs> Have you endorsed anybody? No. Um, I, I remain an officer as um, immediate past president of the American Association for Justice. Right. Do you have and a badge and gun? No, I've always I, wanted a badge and gun. I don't, but I really did want to make a shield yeah. at yeah. some point because yeah. I felt like that's mostly what we're doing on a federal basis. Would you like a superhero a shield? A superhero would you ever want to be a judge? Um, you know, along if you had asked me that 10 years ago, I probably would have said Federal yes. judge? Oh, well, that's a little more interesting. Um, well, I don't know because the makeup of the federal judiciary right now where we're passing, we're putting through 10 judges at the age of 40 or less a week. A week. That's how many judges are getting passed through the Senate right now. But it, the good thing is, they're all people of color, tons <laughs> of women, right? No. Mostly disenfranchised people. Com- and and do, do you understand how many of them have ever represented a human being? Not even a handful. Not wow. even a wow. handful of the wow. new judges. So when you ask, would I want to be a federal judge? I don't know if I have the strength to be surrounded by people that really don't care about people. It concerns me significantly about well, what, what the makeup worth, is going to be. Well, for what it's worth, I think you make a great I want to go back to the presidency, though. Um, how do we get it? How do we win it? What's the answer? It's a, I, I took a long pause because I, I wish there was a magic answer. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know where we're going to go. I don't know. I, I'm really glad that we have a great group of people that are so interested in putting their name in the ring and competing to run this country, um, who we're going to end up with, a no- and I shouldn't say we, who the Democrats are going to end up with a nominee, um, who that's going to be. I, I, I really don't have the crystal ball to tell you. How, how would a Democrat win in this environment? Um, they need, first of all, I think one thing is they need to energize. And I don't mean just the base people need to be very excited to come and vote because I promise you that those that are supporting President Trump are excited to vote. They are motivated. They're energized. They're motivated. They're mm-hmm. and they're so they do not want to lose that office. They do not want to lose him. They don't want to lose his ideology. And you're right. We got It's got to be someone who can win, and it's got to be someone who can bring out the voters that are not the voter. They're they're the guaranteed voters on both mm-hmm. sides, right? Mm-hmm. A not, a not Trump uh, message or anything but Trump message is not a motivating message. We know as trial lawyers, right, we, we talk right. to jurors on a regular basis. I would never stand up in front of a panel of jury, a, a jury panel, and say to them, I want you to vote for me so that you can vote against the defendant. That doesn't motivate people. So we, you have to... You have to find out what will. Well, and those people are going to vote anyways. The people right. who just want them out of office. So it's, you've got to get mm-hmm. people out there. All right. So many more questions to ask you. Sean, you get one last serious question, then we go to the fun part. One <laughs> last serious question. Okay. What, big, what was the biggest challenge you faced in getting to where you are that kind of shaped who you are and what you've done? Um, it's an interesting question. I, I, um, I think that... Some of my biggest challenges are trying to, what has happened over the last 15 years 
is trying to um, balance a good work-life balance. Um, How's that going for you? It's, well, it's better now because I'm yeah, past right. president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? You know oh, what I'm yes, talking I about. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, it's it's hard to um, to be there for your family and your friends when you're trying to be there for hundreds of thousands of people, consumers and lawyers across the country. And that that was a significant challenge that I don't even think I grasped until I was done with the office about what a challenge that was. Well, you did a great job Thank and you. great service. And people, 99% of the people don't completely appreciate, the people in our constituency mm-hmm. don't completely appreciate what you went through and what you did. But I think you visited almost every state. Almost. During your year. I think you spent countless hours, put your practice on hold, and I know in your own personal life you had a difficult year, um, and so thank you for your service. I really appreciate that. Now it's the fun part, though. We get to ask you for about a minute. We're going to ask you rapid-fire quick questions. There's no wrong answer. Okay. I'm I'm the arbiter of good taste for the questions, so I can veto a question that Sean asks if it's in bad taste. The only bad taste questions will be from Brian, so... (laughs) Go ahead, Sean. Ask your first (laughs) What's your favorite movie? I should know that off the top of my head. Um, uh, you know, hurry, Princess Bride. Okay, it's a good one. Very good. Favorite song? Um, uh, uh, lovely day. Would you want to operate a submarine or a spaceship? It's a good spaceship. It's a good one. What superpower would you want to have? Um, probably invisibility. Brian likes that one. I, I, I'm I'm very fond of people who say invisibility. I really think that speaks. Yeah, yeah. Although the last person that I brought that up said, that's like creepy. You want to be like a stalker. But it's okay. Uh, I just want to go in the defense room. I, I do like watching human behavior. And yes. so it it that's actually what draws me to it. I, I really like Do you like to, to sit at airports and people watch? I No. I've spent way too oh, much time know. in airports. So you. my goal in life is to get in and out of an airport as quickly as I possibly can. But I do like being in other Large spaces, watching people. Do you, Cala if, convention, for if you, Or Vegas in general. <laughs> yeah. People watching. Yeah. Vegas yeah. in general, right? If you could, would you never want to fly on Southwest Airlines again? <laughs> no, because I, uh, despite the fact that I have been on, I, I know flight attendants because of the amount of trips I've taken, but I, um, they have been really good to me, and my husband flies for free and has for 10 years, so... Their loyalty program. You, lo- you is have really a lovely good. husband, a, by a, the way. You have, he's he's the male version of my wife. Yes, right? we say that often, don't but, we? But honestly, when we're not flying with your husband, you're on Southwest, and the, the flight is full, and there's someone sitting next to you. Is there any time in your life that you are that close to another human being that you're not having sex with? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're drawing the line now. I'll be the arbiter of good taste. Uh, next question: uh, favorite food. Um, Mexican. Love tacos. Quesadillas? Tacos. I just, I I literally just had them for lunch. Okay. Carne asada tacos. I mean, mm, street tacos. Favorite color? Green. Um, if you were a vegetable, what vegetable would you eat? No, you can't. And is that the stupidest question you've ever heard? Because Brian uh, asked that today. It is. um, Yeah, it's the stupidest question. I I have no idea what it means, whatever answer you have, but I would probably say onion. You stand out in the crowd. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And peel each layer back. I'm very complicated and have multi-layers. If you could perform with any musical performer, rock star, rap star, classical performer, who would you want to perform with? You don't have to have any skill or talent, just who would you perform with? 
Bruno Mars, because he's just fun. And looks a lot like me. Yeah. <laughs> and dances the same too. Right. I taught him. Yeah, I taught totally. him. Totally. Yeah. Does not look like you. After I taught like Michael you. Jackson, I taught <laughs> him. Those are both untrue. Okay. Last question, Shant. Make it meaningful. If you could go anywhere in the world uh, that you haven't been, where would it be? Australia. We have family that just moved there, so that's where I would like to go, and I'd like to go see them and meet their new child. What state didn't you visit as AJ president? Um, there was four. They One, are? Wyoming, West Virginia. I was scheduled to go there, but I had a tragedy in the family, as you know. Um, Vermont and New Hampshire. All really good states. I know. I'm excited to, really, really, really excited to go visit them. Lisa Angonetti, you've been terrific being with us today. We really appreciate it. We appreciate everything you do for not just our practice, for people. People of not just the state of California, but the whole United States. Thank you. Um, this is Civil Action. And you can reach us at kbklawyers.com and follow us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and subscribe and leave feedback. So thank you, Elise, and everyone, please go out there and support your local trial organization, whether it's Cala, CAOC, or on the national level at AAJ. It's very important for us, and thank you, Elise, for sharing with us. Thank you, Bob.